Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of the Four No Sports Podcast. So, I think we're going to change scheduling up a little bit. I think we're going to change to twice a week because Christian and I are continue, continuously extremely busy. Like I said, last episode, we I have baseball. Christian has, I wish it was tennis, but. <laughs> Or I wish you attended this, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the school. So I think we're gonna change it twice a week instead of having it Wednesday, Sunday. So we have this have a set day. We'll just get two done a week. So there's a lot of headlines, so I'm gonna jump right into it because there's a crap ton with all the NFL signings. So Juju Smith Schuster resigned with the Steelers on a one year deal worth eight million. Now I know. Christian's a Ravens fan, and they were, for like half of a day, they were really hype on getting him. So, I'm going to ask you how you feel about it. How do you feel about it? Um, you know, at this point, uh, I was really optimistic, kind of like grasping for air. We offered him more money. We offered him $13 million a year. I don't know why I didn't take that. It just shows some loyalty. But at this point, I'm kind of just grabbing the at the air for Sammy Watkins. The fact that I'm wishing for Sammy Watkins to go to the Rip Baltimore Ravens is... He's showing interest. I mean, they're meeting with him tomorrow, so hopefully they can get a deal done. I think it'll be Sammy Watkins and Antonio Brown in Baltimore. It's my... I would take that. I would because be... Marquise, Marquise will probably have an impact on his decision, on Antonio Brown's decision to come, because they're cousins, so... I'd be happy with that. I'd be very happy with that. <laughs> That's just my guess. So, teams are still interested in Deshaun Watson, but they're keeping an eye on his assault allegations. Now, I think, I don't 100% know if these are right or wrong allegations or accusations. I have no idea. I haven't looked that far into the allegations, but I feel like people just grab this headline and just went onto the joyride with it. I feel like this is going extremely out of proportion. I feel like some of these are probably fake. Just my opinion. Um, yeah. Because yeah. um, um, uh, it's just weird how like 15 up. come out. It's kind of just like, like the irony of just, just like the situation. Like the fact, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they're trying to stir up some drama. But I... If Deshaun actually did all this stuff, because I saw some tweets resurface from his Twitter from like 2012, mm-hmm. him talking about like, oh, how great that massage was, and apparently one of the people who accused him of sexual assault was like some lady at a massage thing or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind yeah, of like, I'm not agreeing. I'm not agreeing or denying with any of these. I'm just like, I just think it's really sus how like 15 came out in like a span of three days. But I don't know. Yeah. Kind of Cardinals and AJ Green finalize a one-year deal worth eight worth up to eight point eight point five million dollars. I think this is AJ Green's last year in the league. Really? Yeah. Jeez. He's just like they they definitely wasted his career in Cincinnati. Unless he has a huge year, I feel like this is probably his last year. That's just me. Do you do you feel good about the signing? Do you think they should have signed someone younger? Um, I mean, 
I think this is a pretty good signing for Arizona. Nothing too flashy. But A.J. Green really hasn't had an A.J. Green-type season since, like, 2017. Mm-hmm. It's a very bad year. To be fair, though, he had Ryan Finley as his quarterback for majority of the year. Um, but, I mean, he's only 32. He probably says a little bit left in the tank, but... I think it depends on how this year goes. I, I, don't, I just don't know, because if he has a bounce-back year, that's great, but... He's low-key kind of like the Blake Griffin of the NFL, but, like, in, in different terms. Like, he's kind of just had his career wasted and yeah. he's rotting in Cincinnati, and now he's going to go to, like, a low-key contender. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll have a bounce-back year. Who knows? Colts re-signing Marlon Mack. I still believe Jonathan Taylor's the number one guy there. Still a good signing. Yeah, he's a good backup, though. He tore his Achilles last year. Mm-hmm. But I think he's still safe to sign. Jaguars getting calls for trade for Minshew, which I find odd. I don't really think like he, okay. So when he first started, when he first became a starter in Jacksonville, I think after Blake Bortles got hurt, I think that's what it was. He he was doing well, but then he kind of fell off, and now he was like a backup for he would he was going to be a backup for Foles. And then he got some time this past year because Foles got hurt in week one. I mean, he wasn't very consistent this year as he was when he first started. I, I just have zero idea as to what team wants him. Yeah, I agree. He has a backup, that's it. The fact that he got outplayed by Mike Glennon, <laughs> um, it's kind of a red flag. He's just... Even when he like Minshew mania was happening, like it was literally like Lynn Sanity of the NFL. He wasn't even doing that great. Like he still sucked. Like he was, he was extremely mediocre. And dude, I remember I watched the London game and he threw like five picks, and I was like, "Bro, how was this guy still the starter?" Yeah, terrible. Hmm. He probably got me up, though, so. I'm not sure who's calling them for a trade, but jeez. We got a down bad for a quarterback if you're calling for guards. Yeah, for real. Like, if it's a bad team, wait for the trade, dude. Jeez. Jeez. He signed Kyle Long to one-year, $5 million deal. Washington football team signs Curtis Samuel to three-year, $34.5 million deal. I... Wanted to see him in Green Bay because I feel like he was he's extremely underrated. But I feel like also Terry McLaurin influenced his decision because they were they were roommates, dorm mates in college and had always talked about like joining forces on like an NFL team. So I believe it's a great pickup for Washington, but unfortunate for me as a Green Bay fan. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to. Yeah. So, yeah, like Green Bay is not picking up any free agents, and neither is Baltimore. They're both sitting pretty still on that. Pain. For real. Just both. Well, we did restructure Clayus Campbell and Brandon Williams' deals, so we put up like five on cap space. 
Mm. So I'll take what I can get. Vikings signed Patrick Peterson to a one-year $10 million deal. They're in the NFC North. I think he's a problem for Aaron Rodgers now. That's a great pickup for Vikings, though. I've seen a lot of one-year deals on like the back end of this free agency. These signings, there's a lot of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, a lot of these veterans are getting signed to one-year deals. But Patrick Peterson, I don't know if he's going to play safety or cornerback because he said that he was willing to play safety when he became a free agent. And um, I don't think he can be the number one cornerback on the Vikings because last year when he was the number one cornerback, he literally got burnt every play. Like He got burnt so much. But I I like to see him play safety because I feel like that'd be different or like be like a number two cornerback because I feel like that would fit his role right now at this point in his, in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like corner isn't for him anymore. I feel like if he's back in the safety position, I think then he can have a little more breathing room and more space to make stuff happen. Because he had to get burned a lot last year. Patriots re-signed Kyle Van Noy to two-year, $13.2 million deal. He's a veteran in New England. He's been there for a hot minute and uh, just a good re-signing. The Patriots have been doing a lot in this whole offseason, like the most in the entire league. Yeah. What, I didn't like how they re-signed Cam Newton, though, but whatever. Well, well. If they do bad, then they'll probably trade. No, they'll probably trade for a quarterback sometime next year. Like draft another one. Because I think Stidham's the guy they want to, like that. That's their QB for the future. But he's not really that great. So I mean, yeah. Patrick Chung, longtime Patriots defensive back, announces his retirement. I believe he was on two or three of the Super Bowl teams for New England when Brady was there. He was pretty good um, at football, and uh, I, I forget if it was cocaine or crack, but he was he was pretty good at those <laughs> things. Go, uh, you know. So, uh, you know, he's I think he's underrated, but like I don't think he's gonna make the Hall of Fame. But yeah, he did his job, and I think he got a couple of rings. So good for him. He was a good role player for him. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin signs franchise tag with the Bucks, which I completely expected because in the after party or the celebration for the Super Bowl win, Bruce Arians literally said it. So I thought they'd straight resign him, but that's weird. The Bucks have had the best offseason out of everybody. I'm going to say that right now because they literally barely are. They're, I don't think they've lost anybody except for Antonio Brown if they lose him. Which they didn't really use him that much. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they could easily run it back. And I think they did what they had to by, keep, by keeping the championship core together. And that just shows a lot of loyalty by players willing to take pay cuts to win. I wish that was still a thing in the NFL by most players. But, you know, mm. people, want, people want to get the bag. So, yeah. Unfortunately, it's way too much of that right now. These mm-hmm. days. Chargers signed Jared Cook, long time or a veteran tight end. 
Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think it's a, a, a neutral bounce back from from losing Hunter Henry, but I believe it's something because he got a lot of he got a lot of receptions last year in New Orleans more than I would have expected, but he did. Yeah, he's pretty old, but he kind of looks like Beetlejuice too. Um, somebody said that. That's kind of off topic, but I just thought about that. Um, but I think it's a good signing, but the Hunter Henry loss, he's not going to fill those shoes because those are some pretty big shoes to fill mm-hmm. of Hunter Henry. And, yeah. I mean, the Chargers need to get their place in tight end, so they did that. A little bit of a downgrade, but yeah, they'll see what they can get. Raiders signing Kenyon Drake to two-year $14.5 million deal. It's a good pickup for them, but did they lose Josh Jacobs? Like, what? Why they sign him? Yeah, I don't care why. Apparently, he said that they signed that they signed there because John John Gruden like told him to like go there or something like that, or like it was something with John Gruden. But why would you go there if you're going to be a backup running back? Like, yeah, he definitely has potential to be a starter. I mean, he was good in Miami while he was there. I don't understand. Because, like, they use Josh Jacobs like an absolute horse, and I just don't – it's a little odd. A good signing for him probably would have been going back to Miami because he probably would have been the starter again there. But Yeah, considering this was after Aaron Jones re-signed with Green Bay, so obviously the spot was open. I don't know why he didn't do it. Mm, or go to New England. New England would have been a pretty good signing as well. Yeah, they don't really have anyone. They have James White. Yeah. Who I think is still a free agent. Mm-hmm. Bill signed Mr. Trubisky to a one-year deal. God dang. They signed the MVP, man. Uh, I mean, I guess a solid backup. I actually don't even know what to say about it. It's just, like, brutal that he could. he's not living up to what he was supposed to be. Well, it feels like a meme. I remember when he got drafted, there were reports saying he didn't know what a hard count was. And <laughs> yet they drafted the guy at number two when you don't even know what a hard count is. Yeah. Like, bro. But I'm not the Bears, but you guys should have taken Watson or Mahomes. So, I mean, yeah, you know. You did it to yourself. Hey, Trubisky. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph signing with the Giants on a two-year deal. I believe he's washed completely. Like, he'll make one good catch a year. But other than that, he's washed. Because I had him on my fantasy team last year, and he was freaking brutal. He sucked. To be fair, though, it was a pretty bad year for all tight ends last year. So, or this previous year. He got, like, zero receptions, too. Like, I don't know what. I don't know if he's usually not a target for Cousins, but that was brutal. He, like, won a game. Maybe not even one. Will Fuller agrees to one-year deal with Dolphins, which I sucks for me because yeah. he was a top free agent prospect for Green Bay. They were totally expecting him to go there. And, uh, I mean, Dolphins are on the, on the rising, but another – Devastation for me in free agency as a Green Bay fan. 
I wanted him to. I feel like it would have been a good weapon for Lamar. I think the Ravens and Packers were in, like they expressed interest, but he chose Miami. But so for some reason, I remember him being on Miami. I might be tripping, but I feel like he was on Miami. Uh, I don't remember ever seeing him there, but. I, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so here's here's a good one. Andy Dalton says Bears assured him he'd be starting quarterback. That's even more brutal for them. Like Andy Dalton, I mean, he, he did what he could when he was in Cincinnati with an absolutely horrible team. But then again, they were still last in the league every year. And he got he got beat up as a... Cowboys backup last year when Dak went out. I mean, it's not a horrible move from uh, Chicago. It is a horrible move. They said they were going to make a splash, and by splash they mean, oh, Andy Dalton? Like, that's not a splash. That's like stepping into the puddle on your tippy toe. Mm-hmm. Lightly stepping into a puddle. Like, I don't understand. I mean, apparently they offered like five, like six first round picks for Russell Wilson, and the Seahawks didn't take it. So, yeah, uh huh. I mean, but there's a lot of first round picks, but like, I mean, you need someone to lead that team, and I don't think any dollars are one. Free a. I assume they want to tank and get a good quarterback next year. That's all I can think of. Well, they'd probably pick Mitchell Trubisky 2.0 if they yeah. did that. So. Yeah. But free A Rob, man. A Rob needs to be traded. I don't know how you could franch. I don't know how you could accept that franchise tag. All right. Allen Robinson signs franchise tag with the Bears. So, like you said, he deserves a trade. Oh, he. Yeah, uh, I don't know how he's doing it. I really couldn't handle it there. I'd be like, why are you guys so bad? Why do you guys make horrible moves? Just brutal. Justin Simmons and the Broncos agree to a four-year, $61 million deal. I believe he's a top three. He's like a top four. Safety. Top, top three. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's done good things for the Broncos over the years. They just need to build around him on that defense. Other than him and Von Miller, I don't really know who else they have. I think Broncos are, are going to be good in five years. Like, they'll be – they'll move up. They should have been good this year. They just were injured to hell. Like, they had so many injuries. Like, Von Miller with that freak ankle injury. They met, they lost Cortland Sutton. They lost – they just lost so much. And, it like, it just sucks. But sometimes, you know, you got – you got those years. 49ers had a year like that this year. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes life just doesn't go your way. Yeah. Seahawks resigned. Chris Carson did two-year, $14.6 million deal. Bad move, in my opinion. Christian, what you feel? I don't think it's a terrible move. Like... There was nothing, like, great about it, I guess. Like, he's kind of their franchise running back. Like, he's their main running back right now. 
I think the Seahawks are kind of falling apart, though. They've lost a lot, and they haven't really gotten anything back. Um, so I feel like the Seahawks are like kind of saying like "f you" to Russell Wilson right now for some reason. Like I feel like they're just trying to make him mad. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would want to do that, but they're they're really just sitting there watching all these other like all these linemen get taken, like all these things and like these needs that Wilson would want, like that they're just not even trying to go for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're just not making good moves. They're not doing the right things. Like, you got to focus on the stuff that actually needs re-signing or, or signing, like, help them out. I believe they'll have a horrible year next year. I agree. Texans signed Philip Lindsay to one year, $3.5 million deal. <sighs> Team's still going to be horrible. I respect Philip Lindsay, but team's still gonna suck. They have so many like running backs on that team. Like they have Mark Ingram, Lindsay, and David Johnson, and then I think they have another guy. I forget who else they got. They got somebody else. But like, I hope they realize that running back is not the only need on the team. You kind of need, I don't know, a receiver even more now. Because you lost Will Fuller, you, well, Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins because he's the worst GM in NFL history. Yeah. And your defense sucks. Your line sucks. Like everything, the Texans are the, Texans are the new Browns. I, I swear to you. Yeah. Like they're going to be the and new. They were, and they were in the playoffs last year. Like what? I, I still can't believe that. He should have, Bill O'Brien should have been fired. Right when they blew the lead to the Chiefs in the divisional. Mm. Yeah, it's just brutal. All right, th- this one you should hate. Giants signed Kenny Galladay to four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. Elaborate. I, I I don't like this move, but I think it's a significant overpay for Galladay, who's twenty-eight. He'll be thirty. He's either 27 or 28. He's going to be 28 before the season starts. He's going to be 32 by the time the deal's up. I saw this video, and I I kind of agree with it. I don't think, like, a lot of the passes Matthew Stafford made to him that, like, he does, like, they are, like, great passes that are, like, spot on right to the hands and, like, all these jump balls that he caught. Like, they they have to be good passes if you want Kenny Galladay to be like that Kenny Galladay. And I don't think Daniel Jones can make those passes because – Daniel is inconsistent. I don't know why you wouldn't want to go somewhere else with, like, I don't know, like, Baltimore, maybe even, like, Green Bay, even though they didn't have the cap room to get in, or, like, just somewhere with, like, a quarterback who, I don't know, like, isn't as inconsistent as Daniel. Well, I mean, I, when it comes to throwing, I believe Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson are about on the same page, but. Uh, Yes. No. Hell no. Arm strength, I got to give it to Daniel Jones. I don't know about accuracy. Jones is accuracy. I, mean, I, know, I, know, I know Lamar has a horrible wide receiver core, but. And Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones' awareness is terrible. He has the worst awareness. I'd say they're about on the same level of passing, but whatever. Let's but, just say uh, let's just say Daniel Jones is no Matt Stafford. Yeah, I, I don't think that it's going to be a good fit for 
them. And if he complains, I'm going to get mad because you could have went to a better team. And if you're going to complain about losing to the, with the Giants, the Giants are not going to be a bad team next year. I think they could get the NFC East crown. But yeah. if you're going to complain about not like just kind of like plateauing or not seeing any success, I'm going to be kind of mad because you could have came to another team and had more success and said you have a possibility of rotting in New York like you did in Detroit. Next headline, Kyle Fuller signs with the Broncos on one year, $9.5 million deal. I believe this is what I was talking about. When I said they need to build around Justin Simmons and Von Miller, and they're doing just that. So I like that move. Rams agree to one-year deal with Deshaun Jackson. I mean, he's always he's so injury-prone, but, I mean, pretty a veteran wide receiver and a pretty good quarterback out of Matt Stafford. I believe they can make a couple connections. He got some wiggles. Yeah. I see Thurman in the slot. I would agree. Because you could like Robert Woods or Cooper. I mean, you could throw him outside, but like, unless you count on Cooper Cup being on the out, but I don't know. I don't know how they're going to work that. But that's all my headlines. So Christian's going to take us into the March Madness, just the upsets and stuff. So uh, let's hear it. Alrighty, so I'm gonna do my upsets first. I'll go from most, or I'll go from earliest to most recent because my God, this has been an amazing upset-filled tournament. So the first upset that happened was Oral Rogers beating Ohio State in overtime. A 15 seed beating a two seed in overtime. Um, this busted a lot of brackets. Oral Roberts has the nation's leading scorer. In the entire country, um, Ohio State, Washington, and well, there was another guy. Like I think his number was thirty-two. That thirty-two should have to play. Washington was absolutely terrible, and he was cold, but he still kept shooting instead of giving it to his other teammates to make them prove themselves. I don't understand why you lose this game, but the Big Ten's been pretty weak this entire tournament, as we will get into. In our next upset, which is Purdue losing to North Texas, which you were at my house to witness. Yeah, yeah. Um, one that, thing was we, a, that was a close game. Eh, well, they lost by nine. Well, it was a close game once overtime started because <laughs> yeah. they were tied. Well, Purdue, I had them in the my Sweet Sixteen beating Villanova. In the round of 32, but North Texas said no. But um, Purdue, I don't understand. Like, they kind of just went cold, and North Texas, they they just made shots. They made shots when they needed to make shots. And yeah, I was going to say that. Like, no one really had, like, a big advantage in that game. Like, nothing was crazy, like, above all else. But I just feel like North Texas – North Texas just played a better game. I didn't really see anything crazy. It was just they played better. I don't know. A lot of these games are just teams going on a run at the perfect time, and they they just find themselves ahead. But Purdue, the one thing I didn't like what Purdue did is after they scored a basket when they were, like, down five, they would scream after every shot, like, bruh, you're literally down in North Texas. Like, no disrespect to North Texas, but, like, you're the four seed. You should be – 
performing much better than this. But the next upset we have is um, Virginia against Ohio. Ohio beat Virginia by a score of 62 to 58. Um, I didn't really tune into this game, but I heard that that there's this one guy. I think his last name's like Richard or something like that. Or what's his last name? I have to look at this now. Um, Preston. Jason Preston is a stud. He gets it all done. He gets triple doubles. He he's, he's literally their leader for that team, and. Although they lost today against Creighton, um, he's he's really good, and I I liked watching him in the highlights because he did a lot for that team. Um, so, what upset do you think was the worst out of the Purdue, Ohio State, and Virginia upsets? Like which one? I don't know. I, mean, I believe the most crucial to people's brackets was the Oral Roberts and Ohio State. That one definitely broke a lot of brackets, but now people are hopping on the Oral Roberts trend. And I believe once they go out, people are going to be unhappy. But, yeah, I believe that one definitely took a toll on those brackets. That definitely broke a lot of them. Because I had, I believe I had Ohio State in my Sweet 16. Mm. Yeah. Um. I had a high seat in my final four, and I kind of have to believe that time travel exists because there were some people who had Oral Roberts in their Sweet 16 from the jump. I don't know how anybody predicts that. Um, yeah. If if they have a time machine, I would like to take a spin of that so I can get a perfect bracket and get a billion dollars. Yeah. But the next upset I have is the one that – it was the last upset that broke all the brackets, which was UConn against Maryland, surprisingly. I didn't think that a lot of, a lot of people had UConn winning for some reason. But um, Maryland just, they played better all around. The Maryland was not, they were not projected to be favorites. And they showed people why. You should never doubt Maryland. But... They obviously proved that you should doubt Maryland again in today's game, where they lost ninety six to seventy seven to Alabama. Jeez. Well, in the UConn game, Iowa played well. He put up twenty three, and I mean Maryland shot fifty from the three point and fifty one from the just field goals in general. So I just believe they outshot them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, UConn out-rebounded them t- offensively 21-3 to because, you know, when we were in Buffalo Wild Wings, we saw all them rebounds. Like, oh. Maryland couldn't get a rebound, but, I mean, they eventually won the game. I'm not sure if that was a problem in today's game where they lost, but I just know that was a problem before. Oh, it was. All yeah. of them had more rebounds than Maryland did. So, uh, yeah. Um, next upset... Uh, a lot of people picked it, so I guess it's not really an upset, but I'm definitely going to call it an upset. Uh, Syracuse beating San Diego State 78-62. to I did not personally have San- uh, Syracuse winning. Um, I wanted to pick them, but I just, I don't know, man. This, I guess I should have read more in San Diego State because apparently they never played anybody. 
this year, while Syracuse did, and they kind of exposed San Diego State win frauds. Yeah. Buddy Bohan, whatever his name is, Bohan, whatever, he's a bucket, dude. He is. He's he's a, he's crazy. He's the coach's kid. He is. He, he's he's a bucket. Like he's 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 crazy. He reminds me of Chris Porzingis low key, because he's really tall and he can shoot. He can shoot the ball very well. Well, Syracuse has always had like a good coaching staff, and they've always had a a good scheme when it comes to even like I'm a Duke fan, and they beat them every single time. Like they just have such a good scheme, and they beat like top schools in the country. So I read a statistic thing that when Syracuse is like an 11 seed, they make it. They they have like a specific record. Like they made it to like the Sweet 16 every time as like an 11 seed or something like that, which is crazy. That might like yeah. I'm muffling that up a little bit, but I think that it had something to do with them being an 11 seed and making it far in the tournament, which is crazy. Cinderella mm-hmm. team. Um, next upset I have is Oregon State beating Tennessee. This is one of them that I actually got right. I'm so proud of myself. I read an article saying Tennessee, were, they looked like frauds. And when Oregon State won, I felt happy. I feel like my bracket could actually be something. Even after the Ohio State loss, but uh, soon to find out, my bracket would not recover very well. Um, this seemed to be a pretty close game when it comes to stats. Uh, I mean, Oregon State only won by ten, or not only won by ten, but they won by ten. Like it wasn't a blowout game, and I just believe. Like a lot of the other upsets, they just outplayed them. It wasn't huge. It was just a outplaying factor. Mm-hmm. Um, then in the first round, I'm about to go to the second round. Two more. Actually, I'm going to go for three more more games that were losses. Two upsets, one kind of crazy. Um, number three, Texas losing to a Bill Christian. Um, 53-52. to 52. Another team that I had in my final four. One of, and one of my records had them in my championship, not as mm. a championship winner, but just in my championship. And a Bill Christian, like Texas, had the game in the bag, then they fouled, and then they just hit two free throws, and they won. Uh, I believe uh, this is probably second on the most crucial to brackets. Yeah, a lot of people had Texas going pretty far, as as I did. I think like. It was just a lot of people who had Texas going far, and at this point, I didn't care who won. Um, it didn't matter yeah. anymore. Yeah, I mean, on the statistics side of the th- side of things, Texas outplayed them extremely, like mm-hmm. a lot, like a lot better. And uh, I mean, this couldn't pull it out for some reason. That's life. Mm-hmm. And then sec- or the last upset I have in the first round is BYU losing the 11th-ranked UCLA. I had BYU in my Final Four, but then I changed it. Thank God I changed it. Um, in my bracket, I didn't have BYU going anywhere. I, I can't remember if it, it was 32 or 64. But I, I didn't think they were going to do good anyways. I had faith, but I was like, eh, well... 
I don't know, I haven't really heard too many people be that high on BYU as like a team who could make a run. So I'm just not. I'm, I'll have them beating UCLA or Michigan State, but that's as about as far as I'll go. I mean, UCLA had a really uh, tough schedule this year, so I, I expected them to play better. They've been playing really good basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last game I have is Oregon beating VCU by a score of one to nothing. It's, the score wasn't actually one to nothing. It just says that in the in the app, but it was no contest. Unfortunately, VCU had some COVID issues, positive tests. Kind of sucks because I had VCU upsetting Oregon. Um, screw COVID. All my homies hate COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ruined so much, and it sucks that it ruined VCU's chances at upsetting Oregon and playing in the tournament. Uh, sucks. Sucks. All right, then the round two. Even more upsets. Oh, I forgot I the game, but Rutgers won, which is good for their school because they're usually they're the laughing stock of the Big Ten to a lot of people, but. You know, they showed out, and they played pretty good against uh, Clemson. Agreed. All right. So, the first upset that happened um, was Syracuse beating West Virginia, 75-72. West Virginia had a chance to tie the game, but... um, I think it was Paige McBride, or I forget his name. It was his last name was McBride. Traveled on the attempted heave. McNeil? No, not McNeil. It was McBride. I, his last name was McBride. I'm just forgetting the first name. Um, traveled. Oh, oh Miles McBride. Yeah, Miles McBride. Oh, okay. Paige. I don't know where I got Paige from. <laughs> Um, traveled, so completely screwed up their chances in Syracuse behind Buddy Bo- Boheme. Probably pronouncing his name wrong. Sorry. Um, he had another game. He had another amazing game. I mean, this guy. This guy is crazy. Um, he had twenty-five shot, eight of seventeen from the field, six of thirteen from three. Had three, one, and one. Um. He's just a bucket. He literally said it during the game. He when he hit a three from DP, told the one guy on West Virginia, "I'm a bucket," so he knows he's valid. Uh, unfortunately for me, I had West Virginia in my Final Four. I had them as my underdogs. Oh. So that's that screwed me up. But like, I mean, both the teams I had in the championship are still in, so that's good. But West Virginia, thanks a lot. Hey, at least it wasn't Ohio State. Hmm. All right, next upset, um, one that made me really happy, even though this is my championship pick, Illinois losing, number one Illinois losing to Loyola, Chicago. Sister Jean strikes again. I remember the last episode, I said I had Loyola, Chicago. You said I was an idiot for having Loyola, Chicago beating Illinois, so I changed it because I felt like an idiot. (laughs) I regretted it so much because... Sister Jean's just awesome, and their team's awesome. I forget the 
one dude's name, Kurtwig. Kurtwig is a Kurtwig's a bucket man. He's so good. This team's fun to watch. They're really well coached. When I was watching the game, some of my some of the plays they ran had me my jaw dropped to the floor because it's it's just so they play such beautiful basketball. Like, oh man, like they 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 just play basketball so well and. I really think that they could make a run for the Final Four. As crazy as it sounds, like they well, I mean, have Illinois got outscored both halves. I mean, they just, they just completely got shut down. Yeah, and the Big Ten proves again, kind of they're kind of frauds. Yeah. Uh, then Rutgers loses the Houston. Rutgers had a ten point lead, I think, with like five minutes left, and they blew it. They lose by three to Houston. Oh, my God. But if that's not the most Rutgers way to lose in the March Madness tournament, I don't know what is. Um, really, feel, I feel bad for them. They had a pretty good season, pretty good squad. Just sucks that they had to go down like that. But that it's just how the game's played. You know, Houston just came to play a little bit more, snuck up behind them, and they just they took it right out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next upset we have is Florida losing to Oral Roberts, man. Oral Roberts, man. Becoming the second 15th seed to make it to the Sweet 16 since Florida Gulf Coast University, FGCU. Um, Oral Roberts, they... I mean, they they just played a great game. You know, offense was there. Towards the end, they really locked up on defense, stopping Florida. And... They played a great game. They got a tough matchup against Arkansas. I'm going to be rooting for them. I'm a temporary Oral Roberts fan and Loyola Chicago fan. Agreed. Um, hey, let's see what they can do. Maybe they can become... I think they'll be the first 15 seed to make it to the Elite Eight if they win, which would be absolutely insane. But They seem to have a good chemistry on the court. They do, and... They, I'm like I said, they have the nation's leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they can do. Go yeah. Oral. Um, next upset I have is Oregon State beating Oklahoma State, uh, eighty to seventy. This really sucks for Cade Cunningham because he was kind of like the only guy on that team who really showed up. Um, I had this team, I had this team losing in the Sweet Sixteen, anyways to Illinois. Um. But, ugh. Agreed. Oregon State just balled. Oregon State is just, they just balled out, and they're they're playing some great basketball. They have like, some good chemistry, and who? Kn- I mean, I think they'll. I hope they. I think they'll probably lose to Loyola in the next round, but you never know. But yeah. they have uh-huh. a pretty good team on their hands. Agreed. They could be dangerous. Um, am I missing an upset? Um, no, those are all the upsets from yesterday. Upsets from today. And, boy, there were some big upsets, let me tell you. Um, not, this isn't really an upset, but UCLA absolutely demolishes a Bill Christian. 67 to 47. UCLA kind of just ran away with it. I think they're a lot better than their seed says because 
like I said, yeah, their their difficulty of schedule was much different than these other guys, like Abilene Christian. Mm-hmm. UCLA is damn good, and they got a lot of chemistry. They have a great coach, great culture, just all around a great team. Yeah, they're in the Pac-12 compared to Abilene Christian, who's in the in the uh, the Southland division. Like it's just it's it's much or conference. It's just much different. Yeah, they, man, they, they were projected to win the entire game, and man, they just they ran away with it. They literally had a one hundred percent win percentage, like halfway through the second half, which is crazy. Um, Then next upset we have is Oregon, number seven Oregon beating number two Iowa with Luca Garza. Mm-hmm. I uh, I mean, Luca Garza still put up thirty six and nine. If but... anybody thinks it's his fault, you are a casual. You are the definition of a casual. Because... But Iowa's one of the best three point shooting teams in the league, and they got or in the in college basketball all around the nation, and they got out three point shot by Oregon. It went cold. This is just mm-hmm. happens sometimes, you know. Yeah, they were eight for twenty five from the three. I just think this. They just weren't feeling it today. Uh-huh. I remember at the end of school, I got to catch the last minutes of uh, the game and seeing Garza. I got to see Garza get subbed out for the last time, and it it made me kind of sad seeing him cry because you know I know he gave it out on the line and um, a box score. What really makes me mad about this game is the fact that. Um, Who's this? Yeah, my, this McCaffrey guy had zero points the entire game. This Frederick guy had zero points the entire game. This Bohannon guy had zero points in the entire game. Literally, only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players scored. Only two players in their starting lineup scored out of their five starters, which That's is terrible. It yeah. is terrible and even the guy the other starter who scored he shot seven of 17 three from three which isn't terrible but garza literally put this team on his back and if i hear any garza slander i'll you didn't watch the game you obviously didn't watch the game because he's the only reason why they're remotely in the game and just seeing him cry and just go walk off the court for the last time it made it made me sad. It, I just, he, he's a good player. He's literally, he's the best Iowa player they've ever had. And uh, I think they should league him. He deserves to be leagued because he's good. Although I don't think he would compare against the normal NBA big man. I think he just needs to get more muscle and more athletic. And I think he'll be fine. Um, but, the next upset, or the final upset that I have, USC, number six USC, takes down number three Kansas with a score of 85 to 51. They absolutely demolished. Yeah, they kind of digged them. Jesus. Um, I didn't watch this game, but from the looks of it, USC just, man, they... They ran away with it. I knew Kansas was kind of sus 
um, suspect after they faced East Washington and struggled to get a late lead with them. So, yeah, uh, Kansas shot twenty, a uh, whopping twenty-five percent from the three, mm-hmm. and thirty from the field, while. USC was inching closer to 60 on the field goal and 61% on the three-pointers. So they were just outplayed. USC, it was just hot. And also the fact, I mean, they shot well from the line. They got out-rebounded 43-27. to Um, More assists. Although, Candace had eight steals. Um, um, Candace never had a lead. And USC's largest lead was 35. Man. Um, I know some people had Kansas winning it all, but geez, oh my God. They got completely manhandled today. It was just crazy. Um, so that sets up the Sweet 16. Some of the games we have are Gonzaga, one Gonzaga versus five Creighton. Uh, number six USC versus number seven Oregon, number one Michigan versus number four Florida State, number eleven UCLA versus number two Alabama, number one Baylor versus number five Villanova, number three Arkansas against number fifteen Oral Rodgers, number eight Loyola Chicago versus number twelve Oregon State, and number eleven Syracuse against number two Houston. So I'm I, I think good matchups here. I'm excited to watch them. Some potential upsets. Um, I'd say some potential like. Upset alerts would probably be Michigan against Florida State, UCLA versus Alabama, maybe Villanova versus Baylor, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Oral Roberts against Arkansas, Oregon State against Loyola, and Syracuse against Houston. I got these upsets, but I think Loyola is going to beat Oregon State. I think Syracuse will stick with Houston. I think Houston will barely edge them. I think Oral Roberts has a chance. But everything has to go well for them. Villanova, same thing as Oral Roberts. Everything has to go well. UCLA, just stop Alabama from shooting threes and making them. And Michigan or Florida State, honestly, just stop Dickerson. That's all you really have to do. And then mm-hmm. Oregon, USC. If USC shoots like they did today, they'll easily win. And then Creighton, I think. They have to play perfect against Gonzaga because Gonzaga's not going to go. I think Gonzaga has a pretty clear path to the Final Four right now. Yeah, I agree. But there's the March Madness. Um, Upsets, as you can see, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, let's go 1 to 10. What would you rank this March Madness? 8. I'd probably go with an 8, 8.5. A lot of upsets. Good games. Upsets are doing it for me. I like that. I like the upsets. Like, no when you get to the NBA Finals, there's literally no upsets at all. Yeah. I, I said it on Twitter. The March Madness is the greatest playoffs in all the sports. Imagine. So here's what I'm thinking, right? I thought about this in my head. This might not. You might not agree with me here. Imagine if the NBA playoffs put every team into March Madness, right? Yeah. They kind of do the draft like this, too. So, like, say the lowest seed gets eliminated, they get the first pick, like that. It's like, say, like, the Suns or, like, 
the Pistons go against the Lakers, or the Timberwolves go against the Lakers. Timberwolves lose against the Lakers, they get the number one overall pick. And so far, so far, like 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 that, um, or number one seeds get a first round bye. Every game's one and done. That'd be more fun to watch, definitely. So that there's upsets and that people or that the players will come to play. So that's a lot less predictable. Yeah. Um. And I'd be I'd like that format so much better. And then if it's just one and done. Oh, that'd be that'd be awesome. Like that might I think the top three playoffs are the it's March Madness NFL playoffs, and I want to say the MLB playoffs, but the MLB playoffs are pretty good. I, you could probably put they're them fun to watch. They take a while. Mm, oh, I don't know. What what could be the third best playoff? Mm, any show. Yeah, NHL playoffs are pretty good. And then I'd probably put NBA and then MLB, like, yeah. as I will mention. But I think March Madness is the best playoffs out of any. any Because the college kids are trying to prove themselves. It's one and done. And there's, there's so many upsets. You cannot beat the upsets in the Cinderella stories. That's all I'm going to say. Is there... Yeah, that does it for episode 24. Be back. Discord server, Instagram at, and Twitter at will all be in the description, so check that out. I want to put, put timestamps in it, but it take forever to do. So I might do that. Mm. Anything else you want to say? Um, we, we're back for now. Um, just know if we don't upload on the day where we say we are, most likely means we're busy. Can't really do anything about what teachers assign us and sports and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we love doing this. Appreciate the love. We're trying to get that Chili's dinner. Share it with your friends. Yeah, yes. Share it with your family. Share it with your teachers. Literally share it with like Anyway, like try to get a newspaper article for the Four Sports Podcast. Like, like, like try to get that on there. You know, like just anything. We appreciate the love. Love you guys, and uh, appreciate y'all watching. Alrighty, well that wraps it up for episode twenty-four of the Four Sports Podcast. Thank you.